ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Back to Trigger Podcast. I'm James Rooster Bowen here with Justin Martin. And today we have a very special guest. And uh, Justin, we got ourselves in a little bit of a mess. We are, uh, we're going to Matt's Mid-America Truck Show. And yeah, oh man, it is getting to be closer and closer. We're inside of almost a month now away. Uh, Four weeks away. How, how, how How's the pressure getting to you, man? <laughs> well, I've been sick for the last two weeks. Either my kids got like some daycare bug or uh, something we picked up in Philadelphia. So I'm I'm glad I'm getting sick now and not as I'm as I'm getting yeah, there. Get the immune system built up. Yeah, lots but, of vitamin C. But um, as you say <laughs> at your second rodeo, this ain't my first rodeo. So I'm you know I'm actually excited to uh, be attending rat, uh, mats. Uh, to learn more about mats, its history, its pageantry. How do you survive the two years of the COVID pandemic? We're going straight to the source. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Toby Young, president at Exhibit Management Associates Incorporated, also known as the show manager of Mid-America Trucking Show. Toby, what does it take to rein in the massive bull that is the mats, you know? Thanks for for having me, certainly. And uh, what does it take to put it on? Um, A lot of patience. A lot of time, a lot of effort. You know, we have a, a pretty small team here. We're just four full-time employees putting on this massive, you know, 800-plus exhibitor, 60,000-plus attendee, million-square-foot event. And um, so it's a full-time gig for us, and it's a year-round gig for us. Um, we typically start, you know, the show is typically in March. We fire it up, you know, April, May time frame. We start planning for the next event after we've just put out all the fires and, post-show discussions and meetings and conferences to discuss how the last one went. Uh, we start planning for the next. We start sales in July, and it's it really is a year-round thing. So for me right now, you know, as we mentioned, we're, we're four weeks out from the show. Um, you know, right now we're putting the finishing touches on our exhibitor lists. Uh, our attendance campaign is in, you know, full overdrive. Um, we're focused on you know, all the move-in, logistical, last-minute prep, show directory, signage, you know, everything that you see on site, we create all that, and we plan all of that. And so all of the signage, the registration, working with the show decorator and the facility and all the various vendors that have to come together to put on this massive event, um, we're just putting the finishing touches and just hoping that every day as we count down that we check off every box before we get there. Um, it, it's an interesting job, I'll tell you that. Off the top of your head, do you know how many uh, exhibitors you have this year? I think right now we're maybe at 825, something like that. We'll probably wow. be over 850, which is about where we were last year. Uh, the show will be a little bit bigger than it was last year. I think um, some exhibitors have expanded, you know, despite where the trucking economy is right now. I think um, it'll be a really good show. We've got some of the manufacturers back in. Lots of uh, companies that can help, especially your audience, um, do better at their job, <laughs> be more proficient, more profitable, uh, you know, just uh, make their way and and uh, thrive in trucking. Um, on average, how often would you say? Each, so each year that this event goes on, how many of these exhibitors are like, you know, from from the year prior, and how many of them are like brand new um, that have never been in, in attendance? Sure. Um, that the answer to that question has changed a lot with, you know, it's a decent segue into COVID. Um, you know, with prior to COVID, we saw, you know, probably two thirds renewal rate, um, a third churn. Um, and then a lot of the, even the new companies that came in 
had maybe exhibited two or three or four years prior. Uh, but with COVID, that was it was really a reset for us. And so uh, we didn't have a show in 2020, didn't have a show in 21. And so in essence, other than having historical events, we were starting from scratch. And so a lot of the companies that um, were longtime exhibitors didn't make it through COVID. Um, you know, lots of mergers and acquisitions and change. And, and I can tell you my point of contact with a lot of these companies, um, significant change, just, just like everything else. It's just, um, you know, COVID changed a lot of things, um, but we're still plugging through. We're happy to still be around and, and thriving. Yeah. Last year you celebrated your 50th year. And so you said you got like 800 or so exhibitors in attendance every year. That's a lot of relationships you're carrying on every year. And I'm sure that was a big challenge for you guys last year. Um, you know, say you've been working with the same company for 20 years and whoever you were working with, either retired, now they got some new person, you don't know their contact info. You know, like you said, everything's you're starting from scratch again. Yeah, I think the biggest struggle for us um, is new contacts, not a big deal. We're, we're pretty um, helpful, hands-on, you know, happy to guide our exhibitors and attendees through our processes. Um, but just there's a lot of new people introduced to trade shows. And so I can't tell you how many times it's, you know, I'm having a conversation with a new exhibitor. Um, not only are we new to your show, but we've never done a trade show. And so it's definitely kind of a, a different kind of animal, just the, the terminology, the nuance, the prep. Um, you know, it's, I can tell you, it's not like you just show up on setup day and get going. There's a lot of advanced prep, register the people work in the booth, scheduling you know, flights and hotels and food and travel and everything else. And then there's still the booth and, you know, making sure that you have um, everything squared away that you want to you know, display and look nice and, um, you know, just basically represent your company well at, at a huge event. It's, uh, so there's a lot of those types of conversations and a lot of, uh, oh my gosh, I forgot to do this or how do I do that? <laughs> and so we're, we're definitely helping pick up the pieces and guide a lot of new folks uh, into the trucking industry and as well into uh, the trade show industry. Um, was there anyone that didn't show up last year that you're excited to bring back again this year? Uh, there's always, there's always a bunch, yeah. um, you know, especially again, coming off of COVID just, um, you know, match 2022 um, it, the event itself went great for us. Um, a good turnout attendance and exhibitor wise, but um, it came together very last minute. You know, if you'll remember, you know, COVID was still kind of lingering even, you know, into winter and on into spring. And so we were happy to get one under our belt. belts. And then, um, you know, this year signing on, we've got a, a few of the truck OEMs back in, a lot of the big name app companies back in, lots of new technology that'll be displayed on the show floor, uh, lots of great education from some of these companies. And so, you know, we feel like we're getting back to uh, our expectation and kind of the trajectory that we were on prior to COVID. And so we're, we're happy with things are, um, and certainly looking forward to even 2024, having some good conversations around 24 as well, because there's still some companies out there that, you know, they miss 22 and they're just not ready, um, you know, staffing and personnel and employment and everything else. They're, they're still struggling with it. So I think 24 is going to be even better. Yeah, what's what's great too about events like this is like so um I've never been to a, a show like Mass before, but I've been to other, you know, trucking related shows through Freight Waves. And unless you've been to events like this, you don't really see what's coming down the pipe unless your company is is putting you in the truck. So it's great to see, you know, all these new trucks, this this new all this new technology coming out, you know, firsthand 
even before your company is going to get wind of it. And that's really the value of trade shows, honestly. It's, um, you know, trade shows are where all these companies introduce new products. You get to see the engineer or the, the person that actually invented or built the product or, you know, rolled out the app or whatever the case may be. And so you can have these up close and personal conversations with these folks, the, you know, the people behind the products. And so you may have heard of this new app or this new load board or this new technology. You actually get to see it, touch it, feel it, experience it. Um, you know, and it's, it's a really great place, regardless of the industry, to come to the, the largest show for your industry because you can get so much done. There's so much education at our event. If you're looking at a new load board, there's 15 of them on the show floor. You can, you know, it's a really great place to window shop and to experience and really to make some important business decisions for your company. And credit where credit's due, you know, that's pretty brave of the companies to go out in public amongst the drivers. You know, there's some pretty strong opinionated truck drivers out there. We, we deal with them a lot in our uh, mentions on our, on our on our social medias. And, you know, to, to go out there and uh, show them firsthand what in, in person what you got and take the feedback right there from the, from the actual user of your product, uh, that says a lot. I agree. And, uh, you know, for us, there's a lot of companies that we talk with and they come, they may come to the show just for that because there's no better place, good, bad, or otherwise to solicit feedback on a, on a new product. That's, that's the only way we get better. And so it's kind of the same mantra that we have here is after every event, we conduct a humongous survey of attendees, exhibitors, just anybody that'll speak up. Uh, We can't get better if we don't hear about it. And, a lot of these companies, they, they adopt the same mentality. You know, it, whether you hear it or not, it's going on, right? You might as well get out in front and, and have those t- meaningful discussions so that you can improve and grow your business. What's been some feedback that you um, either didn't expect or were actually taken aback by and go, oh, why didn't we think of that? Um, there's been a lot. You know, there's a lot of things that, um, you know, I'm on this side of it with, um, you know, more on the exhibiting side. We bring the attendees in, but a lot of times we we don't get to attend the show ourselves. Like if my day-to-day during the show is I'm drugged to this event, that event, meeting with this company, um, you know, sometimes meeting about the next year, sometimes meeting about an event that we have that same year. And so um, I don't get to experience the event from the attendee point of view. And so for that, we rely on surveys and you know, the, as you said, especially in the trucking industry, um, truckers don't pull punches. And, uh, you know, for, for me, I can appreciate it because, again, I, I'd rather hear it because, you know, they're talking about it, right, on social media or whatever. Exactly. And so I'd rather hear it and be able to at least attempt to address it firsthand. Uh, it's the only way that we, you can get better. Yeah. Rooster, what are you uh, most looking forward to uh, seeing when we get there? Oh, man, it's it's a massive location, you know, the it's Kentucky Exhibition Center, right? Toby? Yes, sir. Yeah, so not the one that's downtown, the one yeah. that's closer to the airport. That's is Kentucky Exhibition Center. Is that the one where the Future Farmers of America have their national convention, or is that the other location? They used to have it at the Expo Center, FFA, um, but I think now they're in yeah. um, Indianapolis. Yeah. But they were there for a long yeah, time. Yeah, they, uh, big shows that maybe your listeners might be familiar with. The National Farm Machinery Show takes place there. Uh, Equip Expo and like the construction equipment side takes place there. Um, it's the I think it's the yeah, sixth largest uh, facility in the country. 
Hmm. Yeah, I went there when I was in high school in FFA for a national convention. It's it, it's a monster of a location. I actually looked it up the other night. I'm like, that kind of looks familiar where it was because I know the airport's right across the interstate. Mm-hmm. So it's like great location for people to come in. And it's it, it, it's huge on the inside, Justin. You're going to, I hope you got your good walking boots with you because it's, oh, yeah. it's probably, what, a good mile from end to end? Yeah, if you're, you know, you say, yeah, just walk in the aisles. Um, you know, if you have your Fitbit on, your stair, step tracker, you'll get your steps in, no doubt. Um, I think for me, my, my record is 27,000 steps on a day. Uh, wow. That's a lot. Mm. Yeah, when we go to these, like, Freight Moves events, my, so you're, all of our devices are tracking everything that happens to us. And <laughs> I'll get the second day there, I'll get an alert on my phone saying, Hey, your uh, average steps is like way out of whack. But you all right? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and then I get home and then, cause now it's gotten used to how many steps I'm doing at the events. And it's like, Hey, uh, your, your average steps is out of whack again. You okay? <laughs> hey, you, are you being lazy today? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I have uh, definitely wear the, wear the comfortable walking shoes is something I say a lot to, both attendees and exhibitors. If you're not used to it, it it can be tough on the knees and back. I'm not too too familiar. Again, you know, I've driven through Louisville many times, but just on the interstate, so I'm not too familiar with like the inner city parts. How far is this from uh, Churchill Downs? So maybe three miles. Um, you know, Ooh, Churchill okay. Downs is not downtown. All of all of the stuff we're talking about, the airport, the Expo Center, Churchill Downs, they're all kind of on the outskirts of downtown, and so more in the you know, kind of suburban area. Um, so it's really easy to get in and out of. Yeah, my wife's an attorney, and she could not care less about trucking. But um, when I go to events like this, uh, I have to like try and get her something while I'm there. <laughs> oh, horse related, bourbon related, uh, Louisville Slugger related. And, um, uh, yeah, and she's a big Kentucky Derby fan, so oh, you'll find a lot of uh, gift items and souvenirs here then. Yeah, and it's this. So, I, I have the worst luck when it comes to like these live events. The first one we ever did with Freight Waves, it was on Mother's Day weekend. And then the second one we did, it was on our wedding anniversary. Uh, and then the next one we're having in June is on my son's third third birthday part, third birthday. So it's just like boom, 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 one thing after. So I, I really gotta like make it up for them. <laughs> these organizers need <laughs> to do better about wedding. scheduling around your uh, your holidays. Oh no, no, they they do this because they get like the best rates. I, I even asked, I was like, is, is it like just a bunch of guys like doing? Oh, and the next one was Halloween. We had one that was on Halloween, and they're like, yeah, no, we just we just we get like really good rates on these on these dates. That's why we get them. So I was like, oh, that makes that makes <laughs> more sense now. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, and just a promotional announcement: Back to Truck Up and Freight Waves will be at Mid America Trucking Show. We are going to be, uh, I believe, our room is going to be. Conference room B160, right out the dead center of the exhibit hall. Uh, if you're still trying to get tickets for the show, trying to get those VIP passes for free, we have our own code. Uh, the code is SCPTMG. Scott, Charlie, Pete, Tim, Michael, Greg, for you guys out there. It's $99 free of charge VIP access. And you can find this link on all of our social medias. We're pushing it out real hard. Uh, one of the things we're going to be doing is we're going to be working with our dear friend Joe Antishak over at Fretways Research. Here recently, they did a owner-operator survey, and it kind of got a bit of, bit of traction. Uh, owner-operators kind of thinking about dropping out of the industry, 
the survey said like 30% was thinking about it. We're going to be doing a survey going toward the company drivers, uh, kind of how they're handling everything. You know, are they being paid properly? Are they getting the home time they want stuff, you know, real company drivers to look at. So if you see us around there, we're going to have some, some postcards with some QR codes where you can log in, take that survey and help us out, you know, try to, try to bring some truth to what's really happening with the company drivers out there. Uh, it, it was kind of a cr- spitball idea at first, you know, like uh, we were talking with uh, our, our good friend, Mike Marshall over Freightways uh, ratings, Freightway sales, like, Hey, Mike, you want to go to Mid-American Trucking Show? Yeah, man, let's do it. And, you know, here we are now. we got uh, about a month away. And, you know, it's going to be kind of exciting time for us going out there. You know, like uh, just saying, it's kind of like our first big tr- trade show as uh, Back to Truck Up as a brand to go out and see the people. Uh, another event we got going on Friday, 12 o'clock, What the Truck, live on Freightways. Freightways TV. Uh, tv.freightways.com we're going to be out there uh, don't know exactly where we're going to be setting up to do this but we're going to be interviewing some drivers some guests out there and you know it's going to be a, a great time for us out there uh, let me just jump in with that, with that, sorry so let me jump in with that um, that uh, survey thing um, one of the criticisms we're seeing online about that initial survey was that it was such a low sample number um <laughs> with sixty with sixty thousand people in attendance, you know, if we can get even a fraction of them uh, responding to the survey that we're going to have out, um, that's, that's going to reflect, I, I think, a lot better on the industry total versus like a smaller sample size. So, please, guys, if you're if you're going to be in attendance, uh, meet meet us up. Uh, we'll we'll give you a link to the survey, uh, fill it out, and then uh, we can get that we can get the numbers over to the guys at Freightways. All right. Uh... Toby, you were saying it kind of takes a year to get a trade show going together. You know, it's, it's, what does it take? What, what, what is the size of the team involved to get all this rolling? We know uh, Freightways, we have our sales team, we have our events team. Uh, then we, when he actually gets to the event, you know, we have the, uh, the, the trade groups that come in to help put up everything together. Well, how, how many people behind, are backstage at uh matt's to get this all rolling you know this is a a a pretty shocking number but it we only have four full-time employees and so the four of us do and and events can happen with that few people but um we handle all of the exhibit space sales all of the show directory sales all of the digital sales advertising sponsorship we handle all of the attendance marketing all the exhibitor marketing all the promotional stuff um, and so it's a full-time job. You know, we, when the show rolls around, uh, our staff does balloon up. We need more hands-on when we're, when we're there on site. And so we'll, we have a lot of temp workers and family and friends and just everybody who throughout the years has, has helped us out. Um, they pitch in to, you know, make sure that things run smoothly on site. And, you know, we hire 50 registration or 60 plus registration folks to help with registration. And we have a a show decorator that helps us build out the booths and lay the five miles of aisle carpet or whatever that number is and, um, you know, help get the booth set up. We have labor that comes in and, you know, the shipping and material handling and the electrical service and Wi-Fi and just all of these different things, lots of different vendors, all hands on deck. They all pitch in to 
handle their small part of the trade show production. Um, and we've been doing it long enough that it's we've, we've got it down pretty good. Um, still always some interesting fires that pop up here and there, but uh, you know, by and large, we've had a pretty successful run at it 51 years. Um, real proud to say that number. I just imagine 60,000 people in attendance, every Wi-Fi router in the building is just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, uh, you know, so I, I've been doing this for 22 years now, I guess. And, um, you know, early on, the infrastructure that they had could not handle, couldn't even come close to handling. And honestly, in the last four or five years, they've, they figured it out. They've continuously installed more and more devices, more commercial grade hardware. Um, and even then it, it can get tough at times, um, but it, but it works. I, I, excuse me. I always love the backstory on like the problem solving with this kind of stuff. So um, when digital cable started going from like, you know, instead of being on a channel to being like an app on your TV or your phone or whatever, you know, more and more people were, were streaming things instead of just watching it, you know, live. So Game of Thrones, when it was like at its peak, everybody's trying to log into the HBO app at the same time. And it was just absolutely crushing their servers. And you know where they found the solution? or the, at least the team of people to like figure out how to like fix up their infrastructure. It was um, major league baseball of all things, you know, sports has been streaming online for years now. And so they have the experience and the knowledge of like, okay, we know this is when the peak loads are going to be happening. Cause all our events are live. People aren't really, you know, watching the games after they've already happened. Um, so they reached out to major league baseball and were like, Hey, we are getting just destroyed with this uh, traffic all at once. Can you guys help us out? And they're like, yeah, sure. No problem. So I'm, I'm curious to see who, um, the expo center like reached out to, to like help with, uh, stuff like that. They brought in a lot of co- consultants. Um, and I can tell mm. you that the first two or three didn't get it right. Um, it's just, <laughs> I think the technology has evolved and the equipment has evolved and they brought a lot of those services in house and it's. I don't think any there was any you know magic bullet for any of it. It uh, has just taken a lot, a lot of work, a long time, and, and bringing in the right people and equipment. I'm definitely bringing in a couple extra battery packs because yeah, it's 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 weird when you get to like an airport or like a fairground, any place with lots of people, the phones start getting weird. It's it's just a, it's it's like a law of physics. You got too many radios all packed into one spot, and the the waves are all just bouncing off of each other. That's why nothing ever works. So anytime. If I'm in a place with more than like 300 people and I still got cell service, I'm like, okay, this is a miracle. Yeah, the, the cell service can be a little bit spotty, but definitely what you bring up about your battery pa- battery power, um, you know, as mm-hmm. your phone is trying to ping off and, you know, it's, it's having to ping the stations a lot more frequently because it's not getting a good connection. And so your battery will wear out faster. So that's... That's a good word of advice. Bring bring extra battery or at least bring a charging cable. We have charging stations. And so if you need them, we got oh, them. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Let's dive down. Let's dive into like a survival's guide here. So we have extra batteries, comfortable pair of shoes, water, obviously. What else should uh, somebody have with them, you know, to survive a, an event like this? Uh, the biggest one I recommend is to schedule, you know, to go through and see mm-hmm. all of the events that are taking place at the show. There's a lot. And, you know, especially for your business, if you want to get the most out of the show, you really have to have a plan in place. And so have an idea of the vendors you want to visit with, have an idea of what education sessions, what events you want to attend, you know, some educational, some uh, for entertainment, but just, you know, kind of plan things out. Uh, I encourage you to visit the site early and often lots of updates being made as we finalize a lot of the stuff. And so uh, at least two weeks out from the event, if you're whatever day you're coming, just kind of 
build out your itinerary so you can make the most out of the, the event. This, this is sounding more and more like a trip to Disney World every day. Uh, well, uh, this, this, is, <laughs> this is a great anecdote. When I, first, yeah. when I first went to Disney World, I thought you just show up, right? And so mm-hmm. I'm on the plane, and there's all these Disney families going to Orlando, and they're like, do you got your Fast Passes? And when I said, what's, what's a Fast Pass? They looked at me like I was a fool. Oh. And so my wife and I are scrambling before we take off to get fast passes for just anything. And all the best rides were taken. We, you know, we were total yep. rookies. Um, yeah. we, we just canceled a trip to Disney this year because we were like looking at the numbers and it's like $6,000 and you got to you literally have to book everything six months in advance. I haven't been to the park since I was like seven. So, you know, and we, we have a three, he'll be three by the time we get there, three-year-old. And we were, we were just like, you know, if we're going to make this big old trip for him, like we want to go when he's going to be old enough to remember it. Like, what's the point in like spending all this money and all this stuff when he's like not even going to remember. So we're going to try again when he's about the same age I was when I went to the park. Cause I, I still have fond memories of going. Um, but yeah, you know, you're right. You, you go there with families that go there every year they're like professional Disney goers and you are quickly outmatched and outgunned oh, <laughs> as soon as you step yeah, off that They plane. know all the ins and outs and where to get this and that done. And I, I, I just ask a lot of questions and we, we've only been twice with my kids, but definitely the second time we were better prepared. I, okay. Anyone in the audience listening to this, I want to know like who the Matt equivalent of like this professional Disney goer. I want, I want the guy that's got like the, the Matt's hat, the Matt's jacket, the, you know, he's got, I'm, vip on his phone already i want to talk to that guy there's a lot of them because they call in when when we don't have something up on the site you know quickly enough and they're like Mm. (laughs) hey last year you had this at this time what's going on oh sorry i didn't even realize we didn't have it up yet we'll we'll work on that (laughs) so so last year COVID obviously impacted like a lot of the the vendors that were going to be there Uh, i'm noticing this year you guys are kind of focusing more on like the uh, online influencer you know types that are in tenants like so we're you know god help us we're online influencers allegedly so they tell us um <laughs> i still can't believe it you know a year ago i was hauling mail and here i am you know with a, a twitter account and a tiktok account and uh seem to be doing okay um what has been like the the focus this year with like trying to get more of like the influencer crowd in, in, into the show like this um for us we're, we're just kind of evaluating honestly it um you know definitely the everybody's an influencer according to them um, and for us, we're just trying to find the, who actually influences the industry the most and who can help, um, you know, make mats be that annual forum for the industry. And so drive registration, get people to attend, help us with, um, you know, driving exhibit space sales, things like that. And so uh, definitely there'll be more influencers on the show floor. Um, but for the most part, we're, we're kind of evaluating that program and trying to figure out what works best for us and who's helping to drive this show better than others. Uh, and we, we kind of started that um, a few years back and we've, there's been some interesting takeaways. You know, some of the folks that don't have the, the biggest numbers uh, per se, but um, they actually have better engagement. And, you know, really that's what it's about is, is having yeah, proper yeah, engagement that's, that's a- and, and having real conversations out there. Um, you know, I think that it just innately builds a better trust relationship and that's really who we want to partner with yeah that's a really hard metric to to, to parse out because you can have account not not just trucking but like literally anything you can have an account with like 
3 million followers, but every single time they post, they maybe only get like two or three comments, maybe a handful of likes. So these are more, I would say like legacy type accounts. And then you'll have some you know, new hotshot on there, regardless of whatever we're talking about with like maybe five to 7,000, maybe 20,000 followers. And like every com, every post is like boom, 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 crazy, crazy engagement. Yeah. That's where it's headed and, for us. Know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, yep. And it's much more, advent- I think personally, it's much more advantageous to have say, say a following of like, mm, 10 to 50,000 that are like super fans rather than like this huge army of, you know, a million followers that never engage with anything that you post. Definitely. And how you scale that to that, to that size. I got no idea. First person to figure that out. It's going to be a lot richer than, uh, yeah. than me. So, somebody's <laughs> figuring out as we speak. It, uh, yeah. just isn't me. And I'm, I'm hoping that smarter people than I can help guide me as well. Yeah. Well, j- just as drivers, you know, our, our biggest excitement, of being there is just going to, to meet other drivers. You know, we, we've been, you know, building this brand for the last year and we meet so many great people online. Um, but we never, we've never met face to face. So, you know, even, even if we do like through, through video, via you know, TikTok or whatever, it's still not the same as like, you know, meeting eye, locking eyes with somebody, shaking their hand and just realizing like, Oh, this is a real person and not just some like head on my phone. That's something we talk about a lot is the value of face to face. You know, that's the main reason for maths is, you know, obviously we can get, a lot done online and over the phone and everything else. And even more with the advent of technology, especially video, it seems like it came about a lot quicker because of COVID, but nothing replaces face-to-face and that trust relationship that you build. Um, You know, someone that you're conversing with a lot online, it's great to see them in person. And, you know, Matt's has kind of become that um, everyone's vacation or that annual pilgrimage to come back and, you know, visit with friends, family, um, you know, all the people that you don't get to see because you're out on the road all the time. It makes sense to meet at Matt's, better the business, have a little fun in the process. Yeah, no, this 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 will be our first year in attendance and I hope it'll be the first of many. And I'm definitely excited to uh, meet all the people that we've interviewed uh, through the podcast and, you know, just other people that follow us. Um, I, it's, it still blows me away. You know, I, I'll get, we're, we're going to the point now where, I have people at least once a week or twice a week DMing me on Twitter, on um, TikTok with like leads into other stories. Um, so I don't want to like give too much of that away, but we're going to be looking at um, some of the CDL processes in, in California right now. There, there might be a little, little bit of a um, uh, uh, little bit of stuff going on with that. Um, but yeah, just, just to be able to like talk to people and, and meet face to face is going to be uh, really exciting. Uh, let's go over some of the events you got at Matt's. Uh, the PYK Truck Beauty Championship, uh, that's going to be going on. That's one of the official events. Uh, Mac Trailer Winter Nationals uh, Truck Pulling is going to be going on there as well, Saturday, April 1st. That's one of the big events going on. Uh, you also got the uh, Freightliner and uh, Kenworth. Kenworth hunting your anniversary this year with the Ride and Drive. So if you hadn't been behind a wheel in a while like Justin and I have uh, might be able to drive some of the new toys around see what the the manufacturers have got uh, that's going to be uh, Thursday and Friday Toby what's it take to put on the the truck beauty shows you know uh, how, how, what's it take to track some of these guys down you know and ask them you know do you want to bring your truck to the show or do they come to you and say hey are you having to show uh, the truck the, the beauty show this year for us, um, you know, honestly, getting trucks in isn't the issue. It's accommodating all of the demand. And so uh, the PKY Truck Beauty Championships is named after my grandfather who started the show. Um, no. 
you know, it, it is the, I've heard it called this many times, the granddaddy of all um, custom truck shows or the Super Bowl of all custom truck shows. It really is the best of the best on the show truck circuit. And so um, we just shut registration down uh, on Monday. We hit 175 trucks. Um, that's the most that we've ever had. And this isn't just wow. a, a, a park and go type deal. This is you show up on Monday to wash, polish, wax, you know, put a solid two, three days into this. Um, and then we start judging the trucks on Thursday. And so this is, it's a big deal. It's a week long endeavor for these guys. They're passionate about it. Some of the custom trucks that you'll see there, um, some DOT legal, some not, um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just amazing. Just the craftsmanship, um, you know, the work time effort and, and dollars that go into these rigs. Um, it's, it's pretty awesome sight to see and behold. Um, are there separate categories for DOT legal versus illegal? There is. We have a, a limited class awesome. and we have a working truck class. You know, it's awesome. just not fair, you know, obviously to, you know, something that comes in on a trailer versus something that um, the working class, they have to get 75,000 miles minimum a year. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So they are working trucks. Yeah. You don't want some cheaters showing up with just like a block of chrome stealing the show. There's uh, Hopefully they're not listening. There's definitely some folks out there that try to, work some angles, uh, to get into the right, um, the right category, uh, the right class sure. to try to win. But, um, it's a really great event. It, we've had it, I think this will be the 32nd year that we've had it and it just keeps growing. Um, you know, we have a, a separate team that handles this Jason Alt and, uh, and his a group of guys, friends, family, just kind of like our show where it's all hands on deck when the show comes around, but they put on a great show. Um, we help with registration. We do a lot of the promotion, setup, planning. But um, once the show rolls around, we bring his team in and they do all the parking, judging. We have a huge award ceremony on Saturday. Um, it, it, it really, it's really a big deal. What are the uh, metrics that they use to like judge you know, the, the beauty of the truck? Um, it's comprehensive. It is um, mm. you know, 20 plus years of tweaking the guidelines they you know they're it, it's pretty crazy all the things you can do but first you pick your main class then you pick your subclass if you're in the working truck and then you can pick um best to show where they judge all four specialty classes which are engine paint lights and interior and so um you know it, it's everything you, you know this these trucks you have to be able to eat off of them there's been a lot of time i mean <laughs> serious and this is a truck that you know is putting in miles every day um, and so it's just impressive how well they're able to, to keep up with these and, and the pride really shows, um, they put a lot into it and, and a lot of them that have gotten good at it. They, they come away with some pretty serious hardware. Now, is there like a reigning champion every year or is it like a pretty good churn over, over, over time? It's a nice change. The, um, you know, the builders, okay. they, they make new trucks every year and, you know, they're yeah. like the rest of us. They love, um, you know, cars, Chrome, you know, sound, everything else. Um, and so they, they have their toys and, you know, a lot of them will build a new one every other year and, you know, maybe they win, maybe they don't, maybe they keep working on the same truck and just trying to make it better so that they can win eventually. Um, but it's, it really is a, 
a passion project for them and it's they put a lot of time and effort into it, it it's pretty amazing if, if you haven't seen it or if you've seen been to other shows where they're just like park and go shows check this one out it's it's definitely uh in a class of its own yeah i can't wait rooster you want me to touch on all the events we got i got a pretty good comprehensive list. if you got the laundry list of events uh one thing i do want to go over here for, uh, first uh uh Mid-America Truck and Show's Wall of Fame 2023. Uh, first announcement of this class has been uh, released. Troy, the legend Huddleston, you know, fortunately he passed away in 2022. He's uh, being awarded uh, posthumously this year. He was the uh, founder and owner of Huddleston Trucking, the Showtime Trucking LLC. Uh, he was a big agricultural hauler, ammonia, propane, grain, liquid fertilizer, did a lot of uh, custom trucks, and especially in the propane and anhydrous ammonia haulers. Uh, ambassador for Roadworks Manufacturing. Uh, uh, a great guy, you know. Sadly, you know, we're going to miss him, but you know, seeing him first, first in line for the Hall, of, the Wall of Fame this year. Uh, you know, that's that's you know, it's really good to see that. You know. Uh, Toby, what all else have we got? I know there's like hundreds of, of, of informative sessions. You know, we got some FMCSA stuff going on. Uh, what what else do you got out there you can touch on real quick? Sure, lots of education. You know, there's a, a full list with summaries and speakers and, you know, some of the guys that you'll recognize, um, you know, thought leaders on their subjects. Uh, FMCSA has two sessions, um, you know, it's kind of the listening session where, you know, this is the time to be heard. And so uh, I think one of the topics is brokers. Um, and so if, if you, uh, if you want to participate in these things, you can really help shape policy, shape the industry and, you know, have your voice be heard. Um, lots of education. It runs all day, Thursday, all day, Friday, all day, Saturday, something for everyone. Um, Thursday morning, we have a VIP breakfast. It's an event. Um, we're bringing together Bosch, Amazon, Amazon AWS, uh, 10th Street and Schneider National to kind of talk about the future of logistics. Um, it's going to be a great event, very informative, especially for our, our small medium fleets that be in attendance. Uh, we have the ride and drives, as you mentioned, Kenworth and Freightliner are bringing some um, their latest equipment for uh, test drives or to you know see and check out the new technology and whatnot. Um, we have our opening recession, reception at the close on Thursday, just kind of a, like we talked about, a really great um event to just network, reconnect, um, see all the folks you haven't seen. We'll have some cool activities, uh, craft beer tasting, bourbon tasting. We'll have uh, live music, um, just some different things that you can do just for as the show closes on Thursday, just a, a nice free networking session for everybody to hang out and, and come back together. And, um, you know, we, we miss seeing everybody. So it's great to see everybody out there in person. Uh, as you mentioned, we, we have the Friday night concert, uh, DAT, freight um, and analytics putting on a concert for everybody it's free you just have to go to dat's booth to get a ticket uh, we have lb shane and tony justice who'll be performing live in freedom hall and the the uh, concert hall is right there connected to the expo center so you you don't even have to leave just as the show closes grab a bite to eat head to the concert for a couple hours and then head back to the hotel or you know on to your next event um saturday we have our uh the mac winter nationals it's a truck and tractor pulling event uh, big deal also in Freedom Hall. And so this is, we were talking about the logistics. So our concert ends like 10 o'clock. They have to get all of that equipment out, the stage out. 
and then I got to put down a foot of dirt track uh, for the entire uh, floor of Freedom Hall to turn it into uh, a pulling track. And so, you know, everybody's all hands on deck just trying to make all this happen. Uh, and then we have our, our normal, we have our truck parking community, over 30 acres of free truck parking uh, located just a mile off site. We'll run shuttles back and forth. Have a really great veterans and trucking event that's taking place all three days of the show, just um, showing our support for veterans and helping them transition into the trucking industry. Lots of little events that our exhibitors are putting on over 800 exhibiting companies expecting 60,000 attendees. It's just going to be a great event to connect with your industry, help shape it and uh, get better at what you do. Yeah. If you're looking for a place to park, you know, by all means, stop on by free parking. That's all we hear about is a truck parking shortage. Now you guys are, you guys are hoarding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Touch on the veterans trucking event. You know, it's coming back to Matt's. It's kind of like its own custom truck show on its own. Uh, all these uh, custom wrap trucks you see all the fleets to have, uh, they're going to be brought in. It's going to be people choice votes. And also kind of going along with the Veterans of Trucking event, Reefs Across America will be there. They'll be doing a, a life reef making. Uh, so yeah, come on and check that out. Uh, LV Shane, uh, if there's going to be a guitar giveaway over at the Dats booth. Like I said, if you when you go for their concert, Please uh, stop by there and uh, sign up for this uh, giveaway as well. Uh, some of the people that's going to be there alongside, you know, Freight Waves and Back the Truck Up, you know, uh, our friend uh, Grace Sharkey, she's going to be at Sirius XM uh, hanging out over there. You're going to have other people, you know, Overdrive Radio is going to be there. Uh, a lot of the great communities going to be out there as well. Please uh, get registered, truckandshow.com. I believe, uh, well, Recording today, I believe it's the last day of the free tickets. I believe it's going to be, uh, what, $10? It goes up to $10 uh, for two weeks, and it goes up to $20 on site after that. All right. And uh, I believe the the VIP code that we're giving out, uh, I believe that's that runs through to, uh, up to the event, correct, the, the VIP pass? Yeah, so the VIP pass, I think it'll be good through for pre-registration through Tuesday, the week of the show. So. By using your code, um, they can, they'll have the next four weeks to get registered for free and get VIP access. And what all is included yeah, in the and, VIP access? So it's basically access to the show floor before it gets um, just ac- absolutely jam-packed with general attendees. And so it's um, there's definitely some events that take place just during the VIP session that you have access to. But the, the most important reason is you can walk the show floor before 15,000 people you know, hit it. Yeah. And so... It's just a nice curated session where you can maybe see some of the vendors you want to see, uh, demo some of that product, um, visit network before it gets really crazy at one o'clock when the, the doors open to the general trucking public. Yeah. A lot easier to see that stuff when it's like four people in front of you instead of uh, 400. You got it. <laughs> and uh, once again, uh, back to truck ups, uh, free VIP code is SCPTMG. Scott, Charlie, Pete, Tim, Michael, Greg. Uh, you know, just whenever you go online to truckershow.com to sign up, use that code, get your free VIP pass. Toby, anything else you wanted to touch on? I think we got most of the event talked about. Um, no, I think you might. Uh, you had mentioned early on Rooster. Um, you said room B160. You might clarify it's B106. Oh, excuse me. Room B106. Yes. 
just can chop don't, that in. Don't want to crash. Uh, I always get always. Yeah, I, I just don't want to deal with that. Hey, what the hell? That's room B one sixty. Freightways back to truck up. We're gonna be set up at room B one hundred six. You can catch us there. Please take part in the company truck driver survey that we're working with with our good friend Joe Antishak at uh, Freightways Research. On Friday at 12 o'clock, back to truck is going to be joining our good friend Dooner at Walk the Truck, doing a little simulcast at room B106. Uh, you guys can join us there. We're going to have some live guests. We're going to be doing some interviews there. One more time, Toby, uh, where can people find you out on the internet, and uh, where can they learn more about America, Mid-American Trucking Show? Sure, truckingshow.com. Uh, visit now. There's uh, we got our list of events. Schedule, education, a link to registration, link to all of the exhibiting companies, uh, path to get registered, show updates, everything, truckingshow.com. Awesome. Awesome. And, you know, it's not that long away, you know, uh, uh, March 30th through uh, April 1st. And, you know, uh, we're going to be out there. Can't wait to see everybody. Uh, great opportunities probably one of the largest uh, trucking events going on this year uh great to see the the sunrise past covid epic covid pandemic you know and trying to get back to some normalcy uh one last time i'm james rooster bowen here with justin martin and tubby young with mid-american trucking show and we will catch you guys down the road mm-hmm.